Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Diana of Safe Passage Tarot. And Diana is somebody that I have met in real life, which adds just a little bit more sweetness to this conversation. I am just really hungry for people that I can connect with um, and broaden the community outside of the virtual space. And that is one of the things that I really love about Jordan of Sincerely the Tarot. You can listen to his interview with me or conversation with me. I like the little in, more informal um, language. Um, in season one. And he does uh, monthly tarot meetups in his home with his um, spouse and even his children are present. And it's just so lovely. And a couple of months ago, um, I had the privilege of being up in his neck of the woods. And so I dropped in on that tarot meetup and got to meet Diana in person. And she is just really, really lovely. So this conversation that we have takes us on the path of talking about our messy lives and how we have both kind of come out of fundamentalist or pretty strict religious upbringings and really talking about our purpose and some of the things um, that come up when we emotionally kind of disconnect from one aspect of the world of religion and really tune into our own our own soul and what we really need. And so I hope that you find a lot of really great value in this, in this conversation. And one of the things that I wanted to do is give you a little bit of information about Diana. So I'm just going to read, or I'm going to share her Instagram bio, which will, you can link in the show notes as well. Um, But Diana says that she is a late bloomer that's arrived at her life's path And honestly, it's about effing time. She's a tarot reader and shadow worker, and she lives in the Pacific Northwest. So I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Diana of Safe Passage Tarot. Welcome, Diana, to Leo Rising. Hello. I am so happy to talk with you. And um, I just, you know, kind of want to start with just the the free open space for you to share whatever it is about you that you think that we should know. Um, yeah, just like who you are and how you identify and like, what's, what's up, girl? <laughs> um, yeah, so I am a tarot reader. Yeah. And I also work retail, mm. because we all need our side job. Um, 
I have two brave little kiddos and I have an incredibly supportive partner. Let's see. I'm a mess, but like who isn't, I guess. Right. You're speaking my my language. I'm like, yes, tell me about the mess. I need to not feel alone. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Let's see. I don't know. You know, it's like you get to a point where you're like, I got to take care of this mess and not be in that mess anymore. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So balancing tarot and retail and family life, what's, and how old are your kids? Oh, okay. So uh, my little guy is four and my daughter is nine. Okay. I don't really know if I have such a thing as balance, but yeah. yeah, just, I don't know. They're pretty understanding and they like to actually do certain things with me when I have the cards out and they like to do their own little pools and everything. So I try to also incorporate it into my family time and everything. So it's not all separated and just about combining those things. Yeah. Well, we're actually like, as we're recording this, it's going to come out in January, but we're in the season of Sagittarius, which is all about temperance, you know, the card temperance and um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that decompartmentalizing things, having all kind of aspects of yourself show up in any given moment. So that's great. I can relate. I mean, I've got a, he'll be seven in a couple weeks and then I have a almost three-year-old, but my seven-year-old, he says that he's a level one tarot reader. So (laughs) like being able to incorporate it with kids, you know? Yeah. I find it really important. I think anything that changes you the way tarot has definitely changed me should be something that everyone around you can actually see as a part of your life and what you naturally lean towards. So I definitely want them to know that that's a part of my life. Yeah. Okay. So back me up. You said tarot has changed you. So that means you were a certain way at one point and then tarot entered your life and things started to shift around. What was that journey? What was that journey like? Oh goodness. Well, there was a lot to it. Um, I was raised very religious. I can relate. Yes. Very, very controlling, very um, separate life from everyone that wasn't in that religion and um, just wasn't at all prepared for life when I chose to leave. And uh, when I left, everyone that had been a part of my life up until that point, I was 19, um, was no longer in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had no support. I had really no direction to go. And all I knew was what wasn't right, what didn't feel right about what had just happened and, and what I experienced my whole childhood and that I needed to go in a different direction. But I've always been a very, it's like I always knew God was there in some way or source, however mm-hmm. you want to relate to that. Um, but I knew it wasn't what I had been told. Right. And so at least for myself, I knew I didn't want to go back to that. However, because it was all I knew, I just kind of started going in the direction of still staying within the Christian church, but doing something different than what I had been doing. Mm -hmm. And no matter how hard I tried, I felt that my life was different in one way, because I do feel that it was definitely applicable to my path right now. I needed something to help me trust in myself and make my own choices. 
but I definitely wasn't mentally prepared to be where I'm at now. And so I was living that life and sticking to informing myself as much as possible, but it honestly was like to like putting a square peg in a round hole. Like mm-hmm. I just never could get there. And uh, it just, it was so frustrating for me because I felt so drawn towards being a person that is close to nature, close to source, and yet never felt like I could grasp it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know why that was. And no matter how much I learned or who I surrounded myself with in community at that time, I just never felt my place. And it was a big thing at the time, and maybe it always is, but it was something that was very involved to find your purpose within that group setting at that time. And I was always so frustrated by that because I didn't feel I had a purpose there. Mm-hmm. I just felt that that was my option at the time. And girl, you're speaking my language. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I mean, I grew up in the Christian, the Christian tradition and there was like, there was the purpose driven life. I mean, it was like a book that we read and we just, no, exactly. That's you, right? exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> um, I remember going through that and it's exhausting, especially mm-hmm. when you feel like, oh, this is not, I don't see myself reflected in any of these conversations. Mm-hmm. And exactly, I had such a strange relationship with God or source in that I felt so drawn towards wanting a relationship with that. And yet at the same time, basically seeing God as a just a dominant father who was never satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I had never been raised with any belief that there was ever a guarantee that God actually cared about me. It was just a list of rules and possibilities that if you do enough of those things, then you're probably in God's good graces, but who knows? Right. <laughs> you know, there, there was never actually a connection and it was so hard for me to actually trust any of that because I never felt connected to it. And so how do you trust anything that you don't actually feel connected or have a relationship with? So I, you know, I tried to hide it for a long time and just go with it. And the more I started actually listening to parts of myself that spoke to me, it had nothing to do with that life. It was always nature. There was always something that wasn't necessarily accepted. That's what I wanted to know. And I started where I could comfortably start showing some interest in certain things like having crystals around the house. If I didn't have too many, then maybe people wouldn't really (laughs) question anything. You know, there's always that, that second guessing yourself and, and what's okay and what's not okay. And what will people think? And I hated thinking that too. I hated having to hold myself to some standard of what I thought others thought of what I was living. Well, and there's so much, there's so much fear for, like, it brings up for me those remembrances of, like, the potential loss of community. It's like, if I, if I step just a teeny bit too far in the crystal or the nature or the whatever realm is like, you could lose everybody. Oh, absolutely. And I already had one before. And so, you know, even though I still felt like maybe I was out of place, 
there was such a desperation in my mm. life to try to grasp anything I could that could reform some type of foundation for myself because I lost all of what I thought I believed mm. and everybody that had surrounded me in community and even my family. And so are you in connection with your family now or is it still like a broken, a broken link? It's, it's absolutely broken. My, my parents um, are only in my children's life. They won't be in my life at all. And everyone that I, was close to me in that community that I kind of considered family are also not a part of my life. I have some distant family that I have some connection with, but my intermediate family is not available to me. So yeah, that's been something I have been recovering from for a very long time. And it's really difficult. It is so painful. When I, I came out, my, my husband and I are polyamorous and I'm bisexual and I came out a couple of years ago to my parents and Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just that like complete cutoff, not just me, but also my kids. And they're sort of slowly coming back into our life, but it's so painful to be just completely isolated from, you know, the people that say, Oh, we love you. (laughs) You know, like where's unconditional love. Um, yeah. yeah, that is just, I'm just really feeling the empathy for you for that. And then if they're in your kids' lives, do you, does that just keep bringing up the wound that like, they're not really connected with you? Oh gosh, it did for so long. It was really, it affected everything about me. I was, I was bitter, mm-hmm. very, very bitter. And it really took me so long, you know, but that was part of my healing that I've gone through is understanding my worth and that I am acceptable and have worth exactly how I am. And it doesn't, it isn't based on what others have thought about me or what they think about me now. It's, it's about what I think about me and that this is very different path than what I thought it was going to be, but I know it's right and it's who I am and what I love. And so it's really brought me to a place of making peace with that, that I wanted for a really long time, but I I didn't know what it would take to actually be able to get to that place. Yeah. It really takes going within yourself and making peace with yourself first. So I am just at a place where you know, those interactions of, you know, all the pain that would come up about their relationship together. It's now I, I'm actually seeing the benefit of not hanging on to something that I shouldn't have to force in the first place. Mm -hmm. If they, you know, even if they are my parents, if they are making the choice not to appreciate and accept me where I'm at, then it doesn't matter who they are. They're, they're not available to me. And I don't, you know, I'm worth more than that. So, you know, and I, because I actually believe that now and see that, and I'm not letting it take a part of me away. I, I am a lot better with that and I can accept that and just let it be what it is. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how it can kind of, there's the, you can, you can rationalize it. You can think about it. You can try to like will yourself. And then there's that point where like, it just, it is in your body in a different way than, you know, just like somebody saying advice, like, let it go, let go and let God, Diana. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
forgive for yourself don't forgive for them and I was like I don't even know what that looks like what I would even do (laughs) you know right right so So how did you how did you come across tarot did I mean were you just at a Barnes and Noble one day or like (laughs) how I mean like how did that tool specifically were you out in nature and it just popped up no no I was I mean I'm naturally a very visual person. I've, I've worked in merchandising and all of that for a very long time. And I, you know, I'm on Instagram and Pinterest all the time. And when you are at all attracted to anything that's a wellness lifestyle or anything in that realm, it, you know, started popping up all of these images of spreads and tarot cards. And of course I, I knew of tarot, but had never, you know, picked it up or had any interest, but I started seeing the images and just being very drawn to those images and feeling it relate to the part of myself that I was allowing to dive into at that time. And um, my partner bought my first deck for me and I just, I just remember sitting there and just going through the meanings and just feeling such a, such a freedom of, yes, this all is so naturally understood and intuitive and so non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it speaks exactly to those things that you know is a small print of, of life and life experience. And yet it's never really audibly talked about or said but your spirit knows it right right so it's like a it's like a felt sense of truth yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly it just it felt like being home and Mm. so that was a beginning of a a very healing journey for me of just feeling like I actually found a place where I finally got it and Mm -hmm. didn't feel like there was anything on the outside pointing in and going yeah but it has to be this way yeah like it's it didn't feel like a place that had been capitalized upon or anything like that for me and so yeah it was very healing for me yeah it sounds like you you saw you were able to see yourself in the deck yeah exactly accepted and, and not judged um was it the traditional writer smith wade deck or was it as you know one of those eclectic <laughs> no, it was it was the wild unknown deck oh lovely yeah 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 it was it was like bringing together light and dark mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was such a balance there and I had never really been attracted to the the form of the writer weight mm-hmm. and I've kind of shared this with a lot of my peers around me now that it wasn't the first deck that you pick up, but there, there is an appreciation for it after you actually start diving in and, you know, seeing the symbology and everything is so, so dependent on that deck and you learn an appreciation for it. Yeah. I kind of took a long winding route to the writer Smith way. And really it wasn't until Lindsay Mack's class that we just took in the fall that I, that I ever really thought that it was like valuable. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. took I took one of her smaller classes on the court cards and yeah, it definitely came up during that time and I was like, wow, I'm really glad I have this now cuz yeah. it is very valuable. 
It is cool to see that foundation, but, but I'm also glad that I think for me as coming out of like fundamentalist Christianity, I'm glad that I came to tarot through decks that were just so fantastical, you know, and, or even wild unknown, my, my really good friend for the first year, she and I did monthly readings before I went professional and she just, it was the wild unknown. That was the deck Mm -hmm. she used for me. And it was so it just cuts through so much bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, absolutely. it's beautiful and, and also scary. Like, yeah. ugh, like the friend who's like, <laughs> not going to tell you, you know, like, all right. Okay. You're just oh, yeah. tell me straight up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's gorgeous. It's just such, it's such gorgeous. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've, I've ventured into some other decks that I really love and appreciate too, but it, it's, you know, there's nothing like that initial mm-hmm. first deck that you learn from, you know, it's, it's, it kind of becomes your family. So how did you make the leap then? Cause I know through Instagram, like you have like a tarot Instagram and I, you know, you're, you're a tarot reader now. How'd you go from like this being a sort of spiritual journey and you get your deck and you're like finding healing to offering readings for people? You know, I just, I had always had interest just naturally wanting to support people that had gone through, you know, loss and, and I'm not a person that can really just make small talk. Like I I want to just go up to people and, and ask them the questions that make them uncomfortable. And, um, you know, people do start, you know, talking to me and leaning in about things that they don't necessarily always share detail about with anyone. It's just very natural for me to be like, Hey, I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm showing up for you. And it doesn't matter what you want to talk about with me. I'm absolutely open to anything. And in a way I wanted to counsel people, but never really knew how I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And I felt through this journey you know, as, as friends would ask me about it and I would share with them and just naturally having friends bring their decks to me and going into it, you know, we would get into these long conversations and everything that I had been through and that, uh, I was learning and they're like, you should consider, you know, you, you're, you involve yourself with this a lot more than the average person does. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and take all this time to learn all the stuff that you're talking to me about. If you naturally, if you have such a passion for it, you should, you know, offer it. And it, I, I didn't want to at first because I'm actually pretty nervous about being kind of in a public eye, but it did feel right for me. And it felt like something I could offer on a level of, I could allow it to grow at a rate that I felt ready for. Mm-hmm. And then also at the same time, it's like, I, I also had the belief that I need to jump out there and yeah. I can't keep second guessing myself. And I know that this is what I was meant for. This is where I was meant to be. And so um, because I really feel that I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't step back and I should take opportunities as they come. And I'm trying to trust that a lot more. 
Yeah, it, it's a, not to use the cliche, hide your light under a bushel, uh, but, you know, metaphor, but possibly sending some uh, tarot by mail, like Sincerely the Tarot, which I think everyone has, so far, the people that I've talked to, like, everyone's like, yeah, like, what Sincerely is doing is so rad. Every time I get one of, one of his letters in the mail, I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. How is this so perfect? I know. And he's going to be <laughs> so embarrassed that we're going on totally. and on about him. <laughs> I know. I know. He's like, <laughs> Ridiculous. It's true. Which we, should, which we should just like let the listeners know that you and I have hung out in person and at Sincerely's house because we're rad because we're awesome. Like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why. Right? I know. <laughs> he's rad actually is why oh my goodness everyone there was just oh my gosh just amazing hearts I know I left and I just had this like amazing sense like it was just it was so beautiful but it was also oh so sad for me that like I just had this sense of grief of like all of those times that I ever spent in community that wasn't a hundred percent that beautiful unconditional love you know Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. All that time, we kind of just tried to make ourselves small. Well, and at the same time, it took that to be able Mm -hmm. to appreciate the beauty that we have now. Mm -hmm. That's so true. But, you know, I'm a mom just like you. I don't want my kids to have to experience the hard stuff. I mean, I do. But, man, it's hard. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's hard to watch. It is. There's the, you know, there's the part of me where I'm like, oh gosh, yes, I had to go through so much to get to this place. And, you know, they don't even have like a shred of understanding of what that's like. And their life is so different. And I know that they're really going to have to walk their own path, do their thing, go through, go through such hardship to be able to really grasp how to have that empathy and relatability and just so many things that they're going to have to go through and so I'll tell myself that and yet (laughs) the Mm -hmm. smallest thing comes up and you know the mama bear comes out (laughs) but it's so beautiful that they have that like the tarot as a tool it sounds like crystals too are you into any other like woo woo witchy type (laughs) type things or should I say like what other woo-woo witchy things are you into (laughs) oh goodness um I've definitely been meditating Mm -hmm. and um and I hated it before and I I'm definitely getting into the the witchy uh let's try some of the stuff out so um some small spells and things like that and just getting to know nature you Mm -hmm. know the just the amazing spirit that's there and what has always spoken to me and the things that I held back and and uh kind of covered up and now I'm like you know what let's do this let's bring them all to the table all these things that I wanted to embrace you know since I was a child let's really dig into these things and and it's just it's just so fulfilling learning what, about these things what kind of what's nature like around where you where you're living because I mean I know where you live but yeah know, uh, so like what is it what's the variety of nature like around there um well it's the Pacific Northwest so 
very dense green um, woods and forests all around us and rivers and mountains. Um, and we're also close to the, um, the Puget Sound. So um, saltwater and fairies and orcas. Don't even get me started. Fairies as in <laughs> boats or the Fairy small boats, boats. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. No, no, no. I, I've it's really fun. Here my whole life, so. It could. I know. Me too, girl. And it could. It could be fairies of the other kind as well, and people wouldn't even know. I know. I have friends that come from like back east or or the south, and like taking a ferry to the islands is like this like highlight of their time here. And I'm like, it's a ferry boat, and it's been it it's been running be. for like seventy years. It's like the the Kitsap ferry, whatever the they're all the different names, and it's like this boat breaks down all the time and then it has <laughs> problems and it's like it's like a bus but for the water. It's it's great. My kids love taking the ferries. I always love it. I love it so mm-hmm. much. In fact I, I just took a ferry a few weeks ago to Port Townsend with mm-hmm. my partner and we saw orcas. Oh. And that's the first time that's ever happened for me oh. from just a ferry ride. And I just stood there I couldn't move. Like That's I'm, magical. I'm so in love with whales, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, I wasn't crying. <laughs> no, nothing. Not at all. It was the salt water. Uh, yeah, from the yeah, ocean. yeah. I love that. Well, and yeah, yet, there's a lot around us. So much beauty around us here. Yeah, getting to involve the kids in that kind of like exploration too. You know, getting out into nature and. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we would go, uh, we would go on just very simple little hikes and I, um, I took my son and we, uh, we found nature's incense and Mm. leaves and bark and all of these things. And, um, just, he just lights up when we do those things because it's just so natural for Mm -hmm. kids to want to know the world around them you know, and what's always been there. And yeah, it just, it definitely speaks to a part of them that they, that needs to be nurtured. My, my oldest, he, he calls crows mommy's friends because I, <laughs> I, I feed them because, you know, there was a little girl in the Seattle area who she's been feeding crows for like four or five years and they bring her, um, I am not trying to feed crows to get gifts. Although that would be, that would be cool. But they, but they like have brought her gifts. Like, earrings and shells and pebbles and stuff and um and so I feed them and it's just anytime he sees a crow and he's almost seven he's like oh mommy that's your friend and it's just this like natural way of being in the world of like of course I'm friends with crows and they know me right never you know and they just live in that world where it's just it's so it's so pure yeah absolutely and I've heard like crows are incredibly intelligent oh yeah super intelligent and territorial and they and they remember and they right. t- like the university of washington has done studies with crows where um they will like you know try to antagonize them or whatever but wearing a mask and then a random person like five miles away will put that mask on and the crows behave in the same way it's like yeah they, yeah yeah i was reading about that too like they remember people and how people mm-hmm. have treated them mm-hmm. and things like that and yeah that's just 
Oh yeah, I have a I have a couple like around the house where they hang out on like the eaves of the house and wait for snacks. And we're at the point now in our relationship where um they won't fly away if I'm walking by. And I don't always feed them cuz the problem with crows is when you feed them like consistently at the same time then like 40 show up. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a bad college party where like I invited two people and then it's like everyone brought their friends. Um, but yeah, they, they, he hangs up, there's one and he just hangs around and looks at me and I sometimes feed him and, but he's not afraid of me anymore, which is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? Like if let's, I mean, you know, I always ask guests about their relationship to, you know, because this podcast is tarot focused, but it's also about creative intuition and so I guess I'm just curious when I say creative intuition what what does that bring up for you or how does that show up in your life um I don't know for me I would say it's more of a in relation to freedom for me Mm. just the ability to trust my self-expression and what's always been a part of me yeah and uh, to not try to make it go away anymore. I love that. Yeah, it's just, it's always been there, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, very strongly. Like, they're just, it's so interesting. We forget so much of our childhood, but there's so many little moments of my childhood where almost every one of those moments that are meaningful for me were connected to something in nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a reason we need to be who we are and we all have to be individuals we're not meant to be just a, a group of walking clones you know yeah so as we kind of wrap up tonight um although of course people might be not be listening at night they can be listening at whatever time they want um is there anything that we didn't talk about that's just like burning a hole in your soul that you just want to share I'd say don't let other people steal your power Hmm. don't keep wondering what other people are going to think of your decisions for your life I think that's one of the most important things to me is stop wasting life Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. living it for others at least so before we started I pulled a tarot card for um just kind of just to ground me a little bit you know and it was the page of wands and you saying that, like, don't let other people dictate and just step out and start start going for it. Like, be yourself. Yeah. It really feels like in, in this, it's the pagan other worlds and, you know, they're holding their wand and it's like that grounded and yet like going for their own self-expression. Like, I don't care. Like, they have a mask on their face and it's like, I don't care. I'm going to go. I got to be myself. I have to be myself. Mm-hmm. Get this one life that we know about. Or that we remember. That's so cool that you pulled the page of wands. I pulled the four of wands before our interview. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I am all about wands. I get nervous when I start to pull cups or other things. You know, I'm like, yeah, like this. Yeah. (laughs) I can live comfortably as a Sagittarius sun and moon and Leo rising. And I'm like, I have, I have like eight things in Sagittarius. I'm like wands. We got that. We yeah, I'm, I'm an Aries. So yes, yeah, I'm totally there. yes, let's light this, sh- this shit on fire. <laughs> oh my goodness, so much burning. 
Okay, I know, I know. Thankfully, I have my my earth my earth driven husband to help ground me in this family. Yes, exactly. My, my partner is is Capricorn as well. So. Yeah, <clears throat> my oldest child is a Sagittarius with a Scorpio uh, moon and a Sagittarius rising. So, like, mm-hmm. oh my, yeah, uh-huh. we got <laughs> oh, some wow. intensity up in here. My youngest is like a Pisces, Libra, Scorpio. So you know, it's moody and and I don't understand him. But yeah, I, my my daughter is a Libra and. Mm. Yes, I I've always been that Aries person that just like keeps going headfirst, and mm-hmm. I I just like I dive in before I think about anything, and and I, I just I constantly adapt and adapt and adapt. Well, and in a lot of ways I've kind of had to also, and just kind of keep evolving and moving forward. And she is so like anything is different. Like she doesn't have the right pants to wear on a certain day. She likes to wear them. And and it's just like her whole day is thrown off. And it's so unrelatable to me because I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, that doesn't matter. Sure. That's not a big deal. And you know, so it's, it's definitely teaching me yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like it stretches me in this way where I'm just like, and then it's also fun to see how like my, my oldest and I can go at it. We can just like be grumpy at each other in this way that my husband just looks back and is like, what? And I'm like, I'm just adding fire to the fire. And then we like, rah! And then, yeah. But then we connect in a great way as well. So. Yeah. Okay, so how can people connect with you, find you, get tarot readings from you, all that good stuff? Well, I am on Instagram at Safe Passage Tarot, and there are the, oh, what do you call it? Between the words. Oh, hashtags? Oh, no, 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 the underscores. Underscores. Yes, there are underscores between the words. Um, And I'm also at Safe Passage Tarot on Facebook. Excellent, excellent. And I will make sure to put those in the um in the show notes for people so that they can link up with you. Thank you. And this has been such a pleasure to talk with you tonight. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leah Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting, but much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.